Hello, my name is Danielle Swor and welcome to Composers Weekly. I'm sure at least some of you have heard of the renowned composer Felix Mendelssohn at least once in your life. This early romantic composer has changed and shaped the classical world and his works are still popular to this day. If his name's not ringing a bell, no worries. I will be dipping into the brief history of the famed composer and why classical musicians still rave about him today. To start off this episode, I'm just going to give a brief overview of his early years and what really laid the foundations for his success in music. Mendelssohn was born February 3rd, 1809 in Hamburg, Germany by the original name of Jacob Ludwig Felix Mendelssohn Barholdy. He was the oldest of three and moved to Berlin with his parents when he was only two years old. In Berlin, he studied the piano with Ludwig Berger in composition with K.F. Zeltzer. This early star in music helped create the advanced composer that many look up to today. At the age of nine, he made his debut in Berlin and a few years later wrote an impressive total of 11 symphonies and a good amount of opera. These early compositions branded Mendelssohn as a prodigy. Many of his early works were also heavily influenced by Mozart, Bach, and Beethoven. To give some context to why he may have taken these specific inspirations early in his composing career, Bach's use of technique and structure has been used for the basis of many preceding composers. Mozart was considered to reach the pinnacle of classical composition along with Haydn. And finally, Beethoven is one of the most experimental composers of the Romantic era and had so many fresh ideas that helped inspire early Mendelssohn. Keeping this all in mind, his inspirations did later change. In the year 1819, Mendelssohn joined the Academy Music Academy and devoted all of his time to composing. His first year there, he composed two piano sonatas, a violin sonata, a cantina, and a quote-unquote shore opera and male quartet. At this time, he also produced his famous Midsummer's Night's Dream, which I'm sure most of you have heard sections of the main overture in modern media and slash or commercials. He also learned and practiced conducting during this time at Sing Academy. This period of conducting also led to lots of development in his later work. After years of performing, composing, conducting, etc., in 1836, Mendelssohn's father sadly passed away, and later that year, Mendelssohn married Cecil Jean Rosaland. He later had five children, Paul, Carl, Lily, Marie, and Felix. Mendelssohn also founded the Leipzig Conservatory of Music and became its director in these later years. His position as director helped him continue to compose, conduct, and perform regularly. Some of his greatest works came from this later time, though they are considered less experimental. In these later years, he composed his Violin Concerto No. 2 in D minor, along with other leaders, fugues, and other compositions. 
In the period between 1838 and 1844, he spent enormous amounts of time perfecting his famous violin concerto in E minor, which is still very popular to this day in the classical community. But a change in his composing pace came when his dear sister Fanny died suddenly in May 1847. He had always looked up to her, and because of her death, he was really messed up. <laughs> he was so depressed that his composing declined in addition to his mental and physical health. Six months after her death, Mendelssohn died of a ruptured blood vessel after visiting Switzerland and composing his string quartet in F minor. Now that you know a bit about Mendelssohn, I'm going to dive into two of his most famous compositions. His first being his violin concerto in E minor. This concerto is a staple of violin concertos, and if you are a violinist or a classical musician, I'm sure you've heard it before. The composition showcases virtuosic skill, intense musicality, and amazing technique. The concerto has three movements and takes about 29 minutes to play completely through. He wrote his only violin concerto later in his career when he had reached his composing maturity, and it premiered in Letzving on March 13, 1845. Many violinists have or will learn this concerto at some point in their playing career, and for good reason. The first movement, Allegro Molto Appassionato, is composed in sonata form and introduced and developed some major motifs and themes of the concerto as a whole. A single line that the bass carries over begins the second movement of the concerto adante, which is more restful and gives an almost searching feeling to the concerto. The third movement, Allegrato non troppo, Allegro molto vivace, is a hybrid sonata rondo form and conveys the beautiful and lively conclusion to the concerto. His concerto is written in the classical style, but it has been modified by sustained notes and other ornamentation. This modifies the ternary structure that has been found in standard classical concertos. Many also argue that the concerto is one of the most popular violin concertos, but that is up for debate. Mendelssohn's time and effort into the piece clearly shines, and it has become one of his most famous compositions. I think this concerto will most likely continue to be a favorite of many violinists and continue to keep its reputation. I hope you, the listener, if you have 29 to 30 minutes, to really check out this composition if you have not already. The second famous composition I will be focusing on is the Overture from A Midsummer's Night Dream. The overture was composed in his early career when he was only 17 and gained popularity over time. Mendelssohn had an affinity for Shakespearean plays and already had a deep understanding of the context. This understanding aided Mendelssohn to create the overture and other compositions for the play. Many describe his overture as having a magical feeling that the original story possessed. The first lines of the overture start with simple chords and leads to the fast-paced theme. The overture introduces some main motifs of the play and toys with the theme of the story itself. 
In the middle of the overture, we return to the first four chords being repeated as, as the original bouncing theme with slight variations in the bass. Another slower main theme is developed as the music moves towards the climax of the composition. A new theme is added with some repetitions of past motifs. The piece concludes on a surprise ending with the repetition of the fast theme from the beginning, followed by a more solemn theme in the brass and winds. The overture finally ends with the same chords from the beginning with a slight drum roll. This overture was a starting point for the rest of his compositions concerning A Midsummer's Night's Dream. Some other famous pieces from the collection would be The Wedding March and Scherzo. The Wedding March in particular was used at Princess Victoria's wedding to Prince William of Prussia in 1858. The overture still is used for the play and taught in some music appreciation classes. his most famous works he has written so much more some other compositions i suggest would be symphony number no. four in a major opus 91 allegro vives a midsummer's night dream opus 61 wedding march string quartet number no. six opus 80 and f minor songs without words opus 30 number no. 18 allegrato tranquillo String Symphony No. 9, C Major, MWV N9, 3, Scherzo, Concerto for Violin and Piano in D Minor, MWV 04, 1, Adagio, Symphony No. 3 in A Major, Opus 56, 2, Vives Non Tropo, A Midsummer's Night Dream, MWV M13, Act 3, Nocturne, Rondo Capriccio, Opus 14, String Symphony Number no. Twelve in G Minor, excuse me, MWV N Twelve One Grave Allegro, Songs Without Words MWV U One Hundred and Ten Number no. Six in F Sharp Minor, and finally A Midsummer Night Dream MWV N Thirteen Scherzo. So, now that I've given a short summary of Mendelssohn's life and famous works, I think we can dive into why he is so popular. Since Mendelssohn was really alive and composing, he has always been popular. He wrote an abundance of work, was a prodigy himself, and created a conservatory. But many other people and composers have done the same things, or at least similar things, and not made it nearly as big. So why him? Personally, I think it's because of the rise of popularity of Beethoven. Everyone was looking for the next big composer. Sure, it would be really hard to overtake Beethoven's enormous popularity, but he was a child prodigy and produced lots of music starting at a young age. After Mozart, he was the next child prodigy and talented nobles, artists, etc. already looked at him with promise because of this. He debuted at the young age of nine and was already traveling, so that means he was already gaining popularity. His earlier works were also experimental, though granted not as experimental as Beethoven, they were popular in the public. 
The creation of his string quartets and violin concerto also landed him notable place in history because how, how much technique mixed with romantic period style was incorporated into these pieces. Because of these factors, his works withstood the test of time and will continue to be popular. Well, that should be it for today's episode of Composers Weekly. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you've learned something new and will check out a few of Mendelssohn's compositions. I hope you have a good day or evening, that be the case, and keep discovering new music.